inside access to the National Football League. NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, Ravens insider Ken Wyman. Joining us now, the former Hall of Fame coach Bill Cowher, Boomer Esiason, the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay. The league at large, brought to you by Valor Home. If you're in need of a new roof, siding, or windows, get 50% off all roofing and siding materials. Buy two windows and get one free. Plus, make no payments until 2024. Call 833-83-VALOR or online at ValorHome.com. 1057, the fan. It's always cool. I'm not going to sit here and give you some quarterback cliche that I don't, I'm not focusing on that, which there are times I'm not, but towards the end of the game, I, I, I think it would be a lot cooler if they didn't do it while we were trying to snap the ball. But um, no, I'm not going to complain too much about that. Mike F. and White. He was 22 of 28 for 315 and three tutties. Jets beat the Bears 31 to 10. He activated Garrett Wilson, uh, first round pick, five catches for 95 yards, two touchdowns. And the Jets' offense looked decent, Jason. The Jets are 7 and 4. Uh, is Mike White. Let me ask you, Zach Wilson ever quarterbacking this team again? No. I don't know what they can get for him in trade. And I don't know that Mike White's the answer. No. But Mike White's going to be given a nice long ramp here as long as he's healthy to show what he can do. And, um, you know, Zach Wilson will demand his trade. or They, they don't want like that. the locker room. He, he, he's was, never endeared himself to people there. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's just not a fit. And that's not a fit. And will they be selling low on him? Sure. But in the meantime, this kid, it's kind of like the Heineke situation. They, you get the guy in there who's the, the locker room's champion. And they play their backsides off for him. Not that the defense hadn't been great all year, but really after a slow start in the first quarter, they they really had things cranky. Chicago's horrible. Yeah. I mean, like you take Chicago was horrible with Justin Fields. You take away Justin Fields, and, the and there's nothing there. There's nothing there. You know, Mooney's shut down for the year now. Herbert's been out. They don't have anything on defense left anymore. Um, yeah, so good on the Jets. I don't see how you can go back to Zach Wells. You're seven no. and four. You're firmly, firmly in the mix, guys. They have a shot at winning the division. As crazy as that yeah. sounds, they've already beat the Bills. They've already beat the Dolphins. They have an opportunity for the sweep. Obviously, they're playing both of those teams. They're a game behind them. I'm not saying they are going to win a division, but you aren't four and seven where you can continue to experiment. Okay, maybe Zach Wilson can grow from this and get better. You're firmly in the mix. You can't go back to him. Yeah, I thought it spoke volumes, the player reaction after the game to to Mike White. Uh, A couple more games. The Washington Commanders. Uh, Jason, they beat, they won again. They yep. beat the Falcons nineteen thirteen. They they're six and one in their last seven games. Yes, they are, and they're now seven and five. And despite the fact that they seem to screw everything up off the field and mm-hmm. uh, whatever, I, I I did not love the Sean Taylor statue. No, it's not a statue. It's, it's, I don't it's know a what mannequin, it is, but it's not a statue. Looks like a sporting goods store uh, mannequin. Yes, yeah. it looks like it belongs yeah. in a Dick Sporting yeah. Goods, not in a concourse yeah. of an NFL stadium. It looked bad, but they keep winning. Yes, they do. The defense is for real. They will beat mediocre offenses, and I think they they hold their own more than some might think against good offenses, like they did the Eagles the week before. This line gave me pause. I thought the Commanders would win. I wasn't sure they'd cover. They did. Um, Atlanta is, you know, not a good football team, and my God, if they don't go to Desmond Ritter now, what are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. Like, um, But Washington has become a winning operation, and 
They play the Giants this week. I don't know. That, to me, is a little bit of a toss-up. I mean, certainly Washington has a legitimate chance to win this game. I don't think Heineke is their long-term solution on offense. But, again, they they win games with him. He has his limitations. Um, he makes about one bad pass a game. and Yeah, he's good for one jump ball interception yeah. in the second half of every game. Like, that's going to happen, and they've been able to overcome it. But you've meant you just talked about Mike White, the reception of him in the locker room. Oh, the, they love they playing love for Taylor yeah, Heineke, I, I, and he kind of he has that it factor. And how about that Brian Robinson touchdown? Oh, by the way, yeah. man, you, you want to talk about angry runs for Kyle Brandt? Yeah, over hundred yards that on the ground. Dude was shot a few oh, months ago. Yes. Yeah. Hey, uh, we have to do our weekly letting Russ cook update. Oh boy, because he's coming to town. Yes, he's uh, coming like to town Santa this Claus. Week. Russ is on his way, oh, and, uh, and it, it's getting ugly in Denver. I think they were a favorite in Carolina this weekend. They lost twenty. Three to ten, scoring ten points against Carolina. That defense held the Ravens to thirteen last week, but they still are, are. That offense is not cooking, and now teams are just taunting Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's a disaster. I mean, they, the one touchdown they scored was complete and utter garbage time. I mean, that thing was sitting on like twenty-three-three most of the day. Um, Sam Darnold threw a touchdown. He did. Um, you know, and Carolina's lost some weird games. Like Steve, they've been more competitive. We talk about like addition by subtraction. They've been a better operation without Matt Rule than they were with it. Who again, Matt Rule got yeah. massive money yeah. to Eight go to for Nebraska. 74. But Steve Wilkes might mess around and keep this job. I mean, he said no quarterbacks. Revolving yeah. door quarterback. They traded Christian McCaffrey. Other guys are hurt. And you know, they're competitive. I'm blanking on the uh, name. I think it was defensive lineman that came over the Russ. I don't know if Russ was possibly Mike Purcell. Purcell. Yeah. I mean, it's getting ugly, and it's going to be a while until they can get after Hackett it. still had his job. Like, if you would have told me Hackett was fired before we came to air today, I would have believed you. Wow. He's still there you don't, for now. Doesn't get a full season. Does he work? I mean, do you, need to see, do you really need to see more of this? Uh, I think it's more about that quarterback who well, stinks. And, uh, and, guys, the dead cap. For oh, he's not going anywhere. And no, no, no. 2023, $107 million. 2024, $85 million. I mean, they are stuck with it. Oofa. Hey, coming up next, we get back to the Ravens. Deshaun Jackson actually delivered in, in a small way yesterday. A big way, but small sample size. But what about the rest of these receivers? How bad were they? We'll tell you next year on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason Ken. Covering everything sports every day. 1057 The Fan. Yeah. He went quarters. Uh, no, Tampa 2. I'm sorry, Tampa 2. Um, I was just trying to hold that back, so I saved it down with, with D Rob, and D Jack just did the rest. Lamar Jackson, after the game, talking about the 62-yard pass of Sean Jackson, which was after a holding penalty. The Ravens were backed up, and he hits Deshaun Jackson for 62 yards. Deshaun Jackson had two catches for 74 yards. The rest of the wide receiver room had four catches for 40 yards in yeah. this game. Uh, Josh Oliver led the team with 76. Mark Andrews was third with 50. This wide receiver room... And they they they've been telling us for a while now that they they draft their wide receivers and these guys are going to pop. Mm-hmm. Well, it's still Rashad Bateman's hurt. Still hasn't happened yet. No. Um. I don't think it's going to happen. No. So, uh, how much more Deshaun Jackson is sustainable? Obviously, right? I mean, he he had the setback immediately in the New Orleans game. Um, they seemed to take great care, and when they brought him back, and he was clearly on a pitch count yesterday. Now, yeah, oh. That trends upward. I, I just like 
longevity and availability is not his bag at this stage. That's why you got him for what you got him for when you got it. We knew he'd get a 50-plus yard play, right? Like he's he's good for that. Like there was he was going to pop something. He yeah. popped something at a huge moment um, that should have been enough to win them the football game. It wasn't. I don't know how much more of that's there, but I also bone don't think he goes from nine snaps to starting next week and playing seventy snaps on offense. I don't think it's realistic. Uh, yeah, right. I, I don't think that's how it works. He played ten snaps in that Saints game and pulled a hammy. Yeah. So he's going to be on a pitch count for sure, but. On that play, uh, next-gen stats, 63.2 yards in the air that throw Lamar Jackson, longest completion of Lamar's career. And this is the thing that jumped out to me. Deshaun Jackson reached a top speed of 21.72 miles per hour, third fastest speed by a ball carrier this season. Wow. So he can still... Still got some speed. He can still run it. It's just when do we uncork it? When do we uncork it? it, But it, it goes back to what we said when they signed him. If you can just hit one or th- one of those throws a game just to keep defenses honest that, hey, we can throw the ball downfield more than 20 yards in the air. I I think that's his role. If he plays 10 to 15 snaps a game, get him a deep shot once a game or so, I think that's Deshaun Jackson's impact. I'm going to ask you again because this audience changes. The Falcons released Brian Edwards mm-hmm. this last week. He cleared waivers. He wasn't doing anything for the Falcons. No. He got three catches for 15 yards. But I can remember a year ago, opening night, where Brian Edwards was torching yeah. the Ravens with Vegas with guys like Tylen Wallace. Getting, yeah, like they're did, still they're still out there. Yeah, like would you would you kick the tires yes. on Brian Edwards? I would kick the tires on pretty much anything at this point. I, I mean, I they don't have they don't have NFL caliber wide receivers, and the, and the one we're talking about is is being kept yeah. in bubble wrap. Yeah. Because he's 36 years old. I mean, Robinson is a guy. Should he be starting? No. Can he be on your roster? Yeah. Should he be doing what they're asking him to do? No. Yeah. No, I'm with Jason. You explore every single avenue. I mean, it it doesn't take a ton to bring in a guy that's more established and can probably give you more than a Prochet or Wallace. Yeah, at this point, James Prochet, Tyler Wallace isn't even getting on the field. And James Prochet gets on the field a little bit, but he ain't doing anything. The only receiving room... That's more bereft of talent than this is Chicago. That's it. And that's because Mooney's hurt. Mooney's decent. Yeah, he's decent. Yeah. I would have taken Mooney at the deadline. Yeah. I mean, not that they're looking to trade younger guys, but like, again, since it's a different audience, you're sitting there looking at the standings in your newspaper, if you still read it, I hope you do, or online, just next to each team, write how many receivers you think they have who are better than anything the Ravens have. You get a big number, and you will find some teams that have at least two. And I think if you're really being honest, some teams that have three guys I'll take Cincinnati's who would be top better three. than anything they have here, even if Bateman's home. That's where I was going. It, it, this receiving core coming into the season was bottom 10 in football with Bateman. And he kept saying that if Bateman goes down, you're hitting the panic button. And then the worst-case scenario happened with a Rashad Bateman because even though he didn't impress early on, he provided yak, and he was the only guy, yeah. still the only guy, that provided yak. So he had that element to his game where you can't get deep, 
and you don't have anyone that can get you those extra yards on a short pass. So what do you do? Is this uh, about hoping Isaiah likely isn't seriously hurt, and then you're 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 going through the tight ends constantly with it with Andrews, and now Josh Oliver seems to become a little bit of a thing, and just realize that the wide receivers are giving you nothing week to week. I, I don't. I would be playing Isaiah likely out. I would split him out. I mean, if Oliver is what they say he is, and I, I, I'm color me as impressed as anybody yeah. that he's an impactful football player, and you don't have anybody with size who's winning on the outside, just go put go put likely on the outside. You got enough people who I think can play the slot, and Oliver can be that second tight end. You need somebody on the outside if you think he can run routes on the outside. And again, he's not really blocking. So what are we talking about? I think he needs to, when he comes back, he needs to be out there. It, it is about the tight ends, Ken, where you have six games left. And when we're talking about guys like Brian Edwards, guys yeah. on the street, trade deadlines long past yep. at this point. They're not getting Odell Beckham, no, and we don't know what he's no. going to do anyway. Right. No. Isaiah Likely against the Panthers, where Mark Andrews returned that game, playing 32% of the snaps, it's unacceptable. He needs to be out there more. You need to utilize those type of guys because you don't have them at the receiver position. Coming up next here on the program, we did our six-pack of offensive observations earlier in the show. Now it's time for the defense, our six-pack next here on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. Six-Pack is brought to you by Window Nation. Cut your energy bills up to 30% this winter. Call Window Nation today. Buy two windows, get two free with no interest payments until 2025. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. It's Jason and Ken's Six-Pack. Inside access to what the boys are drinking. <laughs> I mean, thinking. 1057 Affair. We gave our six-pack of offensive observations early. Now it's time for the defense, and let's get started, Stoney. Number six. I wanted to get a positive in at six. Marlon Humphrey's playing his ass off, uh, and it's not going noticed in part because nobody else in the secondary is playing well, but I did want to give a shout-out to Marlon Humphrey. He got a sack. He's playing well in the secondary. Uh, he's come back after being awful last season. Yeah, my, my six, I guess, is basically positive too because I've kind of gone back and forth and, and thinking about what happened here and how this got away they had four sacks they forced two fumbles they hit the kid six times uh-huh. that should have been enough yep I mean, for a, we, I mean a year ago two years ago you'd be screaming out for a four sack game on the road seven seven, uh, seven weeks ago I mean and now it's almost taken for granted, but like what Bowser did, what Calais Campbell did, like that should have been enough. The Bowser and Campbell hits took his soul. Uh, the fact he got I didn't back think up the kid was getting up after yeah. Calais Campbell yeah. landed on him. Mean, that's 300 pounds. Like there was no real attempt to hold any weight off that kid. I, he crumpled him like an accordion. I thought that was it. Like, was it the greatest F like game for their edge group in the world? No, but like they, again, they. They got to this kid enough and got to him enough late that it should have been enough. Number five. I felt like there was a screen pass waiting for Trevor Lawrence anytime he wanted one. Like, he could have thrown 20 times to the hasty and he would have been 20 for 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and, and maybe part of that is them having a real good feel for where the holes were in those zone defenses, and I'll have more on that later. But I, I just – they haven't really been good defending that forever, and there's Roquan Smith there and Patrick Queen there now, and, and there – no Travis Etienne, I, I and mean, you're telling me and, ha- and Hasty stole five for five, 67 yards and a Wide touchdown? Wide open. I don't know about that. My five, and it made me laugh earlier when we were talking and his name came up and, and Jason's reaction that I, I just knew that this would be great when I brought it up. They missed Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> Like, uh, Chris, Chuck Lux was terrible yesterday. Geno Stone was terrible yesterday. Uh, Brandon Stevens played well in the first three quarters, was awful in the fourth quarter. Kyle Hamilton coming off what I thought was the best game of the, of the year for him, and now he's out. Frankly, I thought they missed him. Okay. Number four. Number four, Adafi Owe, what are you doing? Like He had 25 snaps yesterday. He did you, nothing. You didn't hit the score sheet. All I see is you coming off the end and getting stoned by whoever's in front of you. Like Talk about the whatever 180 degrees is of getting banged for your buck. They're getting nothing from their first round pick from a year ago. Zero. Yeah, no, it's an, it's a nothing burger, and I mean, JPP played like eleven more snaps than him. Yeah, what's gonna happen when Ajabo comes back? I think could, here's an interesting theory: Could they healthy scratch him? Well, I don't. I, I mean, uh, he doesn't do much. Like, is he doing anything on special teams? No, I don't I think, think so. so. He played three snaps. He's played seven snaps on special teams all year. Yeah. So there's that. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think the GM. I don't know what they're He's not up. doing anything. Well, neither is Nick Boyle. Neither is Prochet. Neither uh, is Wallace. We can make a long, oh, I make a long you. list of sacred cows. I hear you. The Boyle thing is puzzling. I mean, when you have five tight ends on your I don't 53. Get it. Um, my four, four, and I struggled with where to put this, but I, I put it here. This is where I put Marcus Peters. Like, I mean, it's one thing if they're going to go crazy picking on Stevens. You know, and man stuff. And, and you, you know, you might, that's your underbelly. You might suffer. But when they're picking on Peters in zone and they're picking on Peters in man, and they don't have, I mean, it wasn't Christian, it wasn't even the main guy no, he going off. Right? I mean, yeah, the, he, the the number one receiver isn't doing anything. And the, and the do everything running back barely plays. And Trevor Lawrence still looks like Joe Burrow? Not good. I like Ken round one. Oway is just it's he was in my others receiving votes just because he should change the O to a zero. It's not it even a thing insane. anymore. Like it's it really is and, wild. And Ken and I, we both thought double digit sacks heading into yep. the year. I mean, he's up there for biggest disappointment. And I'm not saying he would have been a savior. But you did see the impact of Kyle, which is insane saying it because a month ago, a month and a half ago, Kyle Hamilton was a liability. I just think having to keep Humphrey on the inside on a very consistent basis hurt them yesterday. I mean, I I don't know about PFF grades and all all that cute stuff, but I do know Kyle Hamilton's given up a quarterback rating of 109.5 anytime you throw at him. Well, Last I heard, that wasn't good. But everybody just keep telling me what I'm missing. He's well, a the linebacker. Guy, no, the no, other no. guys well, stink. Well, dude, look at me. PFF has him as the highest graded safety it's ridiculous. in football. He's which, being asked which to is, do nothing outside of the line of scrimmage. That's insane when you factor in how much he struggled at the beginning of the year. But he had been playing better of late. We are doing the top, uh, six-pack of offensive observations. And let's continue. Number three. Excuse me, defense. Defense. Yeah. I mean, they are offensive. What, yes, it is. Fourth, what's going on on fourth down, man? 
fourth and eight, fourth and six, and then the two-point conversion, which is essentially a fourth down play. I mean, fail, fail, fail. That's, that's how you lose a fourth quarter. Um, I, I looked like at times he wanted, you know, to bring the blitz, and at times they just sat back and played really soft. But fourth and eight, fourth and six, two-point conversion, to say nothing of the third and 21. Um, that should have been more like a fourth down, but it wasn't when they pick up 16 because you just gave it to them. Yeah. It's one of no the point most no. bizarre stats where they're second best in the NFL on third down, second worst on fourth downs. And Chuck Sapiens, our fearless leader, he tweeted at me um, and said, Titans are similar where Titans have the best third down defense and they have the worst fourth down defense. It's it's bizarre. We are actually semi-simpatico here. I led with the third and 21. That play call needs to be thrown in the garbage. They were so soft on that play to give Christian Kirk that easy 16-yard catch on third and 21 and then the two fourth downs. So it went, you get you stop one of those the game's over and you can't stop either of them. Uh Mike McDonald and we've been throwing him some roses of late. This was not a good game for him either. No, I think there's probably, yeah, probably an adjustment or two he'd want back. Number two for me, and I said it earlier, I'll say it again, I feel like the Ravens have a Marcus Peters problem. Uh, I love the guy. He is one of my all-time favorite Ravens. I love the attitude he plays with, but I think his play is now affecting his attitude, and it looks like he sometimes gives up on plays, and he's getting toasted. It's not like – so if it was getting toasted by Justin Jefferson, that's one thing. But when Jamal Agnew was beating him for a touchdown, that gets to be a problem because I don't know who Jamal Agnew is. I think he was vice president of the United States at one point. But beyond that, I don't know who that is. That was Spiro T. Yeah, that's his son, Jamal. Yeah, related, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But, like, he's getting beat by everybody. He doesn't even bother. And they brought it up on the broadcast. I think James Lofton said during the review, if you're the DB, why not push – uh, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. when he's in the air on that catch in the end zone. He just doesn't seem to be as interested as he used to be, and he also doesn't look like he can run like he used to as well. It never ends well with him. Oh, uh, It's not looking good right now. Oh, my two. It looked to me like Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson knew the answers to the test before it was taken. They knew the soft spots in this zone. They seemed to have a feel for just how to attack it. They found man-to-man matchups that they loved, and they found, again, plenty of creases where there was not a linebacker or a safety anywhere to be found. In fact, there was a lot of green grass between them. He did two things, McDonald, that he doesn't usually do. He played a lot more cover six than he normally does, and he played a little bit more man than he normally does. Trevor Lawrence against man, 7 for 7, 64 yards, a touchdown, 144.3 passer rating. Um, he upped, again, I said the cover six, he played almost twice as much as he normally does. Lawrence against cover six, four for six, 88 yards, touchdown, 149.3 rating. Um, they lined Zay Jones up against whoever they wanted, whenever they wanted. Yeah, and might it might want to work for them. Uh, I don't know if they're being predictable. I don't know what's going on. But it just looked to me like they had a feel for where there was going to be creases and openings in that defense. Number one. I mean, look, number one is the fourth quarter defense sucks. It it wasn't an isolated incident. I mean, their fourth quarter defense on the season, 122 yards per game, dead last. 100 passing yards per game, dead last. The next closest team is Minnesota at 81, so way worse than the pack. 6.3 yards per play in the fourth quarter all season long. 32nd in the NFL, 29th in yards per passing attempt, 23rd in yards per rush. And somehow, gentlemen... 
Somehow, that defense was on the field for 27 plays in the fourth quarter, allowing 160 yards. And Trevor Lawrence, who came into that game, ranked 23rd in the NFL in the fourth quarter with a 76.2 rating, barely completing 59% of his passes. Completed almost 80% of his passes in the fourth quarter. 15 and 19, two touchdowns, no interceptions, 173 yards, 139.7 rating. You know. It's a, it, it can't and happen, man. It's, 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 it's bad ball. Yeah, we are simpatico. Is the Giants deja vu. This team can't close uh, and, and just not – they can't get off the field. It, they look different for three quarters. And there was a time in the early in the second half where three and out, three and out, three and out. Jaguars couldn't do anything. But when it mattered, the Ravens defense couldn't get off the field. Stone in suspense. Oh yeah, Tim. Ooh. That's a big W for the Ginger. Wow, gorilla. Ginger Gorilla right. sweeps. Yeah, he gets it. Peters need to be higher. I mm. mean, with what they're paying in the secondary, ten million dollar base salary, fifteen and a half million dollar cap hit. He's been. He's, he's having a rough year. He it's needs. Not a, it's not a new development. Well, here's the crazy thing. He played well last week, and I think it was the bye. He get the body felt a little better, but now that you're back in the grind, it's the same I, reason I didn't put Oa in. Like at this point, we're two thirds of the way through the season. It is what it. I'll put Oa in when he does something. No, he put he gave you a zero. His, I'm telling the whole you, season's been the, a zero. Turn the O to a zero. Zero way <laughs> is what he is right now. That, that That's what he is. He's giving him. I'm abs- getting strong in Gaku vibes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least in Gaku got there sometimes. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah, Not here. Say. Other yeah. places. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He goes other places and he still gets to the quarterback. Hey, coming up next, Northern Exposure. Good day for the Browns and the Bengals. And we preview tonight's Monday Night Football game with the Steelers next. Inside Access on the Fan. Northern Exposure on Inside Access. Sponsored by Plaza Ford. See why customers have trusted Plaza Ford for more than 85 years. Get quality vehicles and superior service at Plaza Ford. Bel Air Road in Bel Air or online at PlazaFord.com. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman traverse the AFC North. 105.7 I mean it's in no disrespect. Uh... But in the words of Tom Brady, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. That's Jacoby Brissett making probably his last start for the Browns. <coughs> Excuse me. But the Browns came back to beat the Buccaneers 23-17 in overtime, and he converts the fourth and ten in regulation. David Njaku, Jason, that Woo, catch, what a catch was ridiculous. Yeah, look, he's always had freakish athleticism. It's just a matter of could he put it together. And look, people forget Jacoby Brissett. Drafted originally by New England. He yeah, spent time with Tom Brady. I mean, that's, you know, he was he was originally a Patriot. Jacoby Brissett played well enough that he looks the part of a starting quarterback in this league. And I would say, um, I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a tough time playing as well as Jacoby Brissett did. And Jacoby Brissett, for me, just performance this year, probably 12th, 13th best quarterback in the league, something like that. Um, and we'll see what it looks like under Watson, but that was a real gutsy effort for the Browns. I thought I was going to get away from them in the second half. The best the defense has played in a while. It's probably too little too late. Tough loss for the for the Bucks, though, yeah, man. I mean, man. they they really kind of kept – now they play the Saints next week. I mean, not that the Saints are any good, but, like, crazy stuff happens in divisional up, games. Yeah. yeah, and they've had their number. Like, ay-yi-yi-yi. Todd Balls, by the way. Um, newsflash, brother. When you have Tom Brady – don't be punt, uh, punting from plus yardage. Yeah. Put it in his hands. Don't punt from the other team's 40. What are we doing here? 
If you would have told the Browns prior to the year that they would get this performance out of uh, Jacoby Brissett and they'd be four and seven, they'd say, "What the what the heck happened?" Because yeah. it was supposed to be their defense carrying them, and it's been the opposite. Brissett's really kept them in games. There's been a couple times where he's came up small in clutch situations, but that was a big time drive. And and Joku. I always thought he was overrated, but he is... Kills the Ravens. He's had a good year. I, I It was a head-scratcher when they gave him that contract. He's higher paid than Mark Andrews, but he's showing that he's worth it. Bengals go to Tennessee, beat the oh Titans boy. without Joe Mixon, without Jamar Chase. Look, they're 7-2 and two in their last nine. Joe Burrow since week three. Second-rated passer in the NFL. 20 TDs. Only Mahomes has more. Just four interceptions, best TD to INT ratio, um, completing 70% of his passes, basically. And Chase and Mixon will be back, quite possibly, for this game against the Chiefs. So, they're formidable, and they've suffered some injuries this year, unlike last year. Um, They've weathered some adversity, that's for sure. It wasn't a magic carpet ride. And the offensive line still has its issues, but they did the job against Tennessee. They did not get their face ripped off like they did in the playoffs and, frankly, like I thought they would. Now, Tennessee moved the ball, but Tennessee's elite red zone offense, which was leading the league, got shut down by Cincinnati where it matters most. And that's the bend-don't-break sort of philosophy that they have. Quickly, Steelers tonight against the Colts. Who you got? I guess I'll take the points with the Steelers. I mean, this is Mike Tomlin against Jeff Saturday, right? Mm. Like, as this Jeff Saturday sample size expands, I, 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 I tend to think it's going to implode. But maybe not. It's kind of such a coin toss game. But I I, agree. I don't love this game. No, God, no. I wouldn't even touch this game. Take the under. But you, you yeah, leaned with Mike okay. Tomlin. You would think that he could coach circles around Jeff Saturday. Coming up next, we've talked a lot about Ravens at Jags, but what did the film say? Bobby DePaul is going to tell us next here on The Fan.